Well, nearly half of the United States K-12 students back to five days a week of in-person learning. And if you look at uh, the breakdown for Illinois, uh, there has been a substantial shift from uh, the vast majority, about 1.2, 1.3 million of the 1.9 million students in Illinois, at one point having only virtual options available. Uh, but the now has shifted to, I think, around 1.3 million of the state's school kids are now doing some kind of hybrid model. Uh, this also after the Illinois State Board of Education put out new guidelines last week, uh, dropping the six-foot distance to three-foot distance if teachers are vaccinated, uh, and also saying that uh, health screenings aren't necessarily recommended anymore, though those can continue uh, a variety of other things in that as well. How's it impacting Springfield Public Schools? Well, let's talk with uh, Springfield School District Superintendent Jennifer Gill. Uh, Superintendent, thanks for taking time with us this morning. How are you guys doing? Hey, just fine. How are you today? Thumbs up. Uh, another day, another uh, another fog out there, and uh, hopefully that all clears up and we get more sunlight. Uh, but let's uh, let's talk about the impacts of uh, the ISB guidance. Uh, of course, this is also uh, in in conjunction with the Centers for Disease Control. Uh, but how is that uh, going to help uh, get more kids into school so we can have in person learning? Well, you know, every day we're we're taking one step forward, and you know, our community spread has decreased you know drastically over the last. A couple of months, and we've been doing a, a really great job partnering with the community to make sure we get our teachers vaccinated and all the employees uh, that work inside our schools, and that process is going along quite well. And they did release that guidance last Tuesday. We weren't expecting it. So once again, it's a year of unexpected surprises uh, throughout the year, but we did immediately start to read through the guidance and see what it could mean uh, for us in District 186. And obviously, um, our goal is to continue to get more and more students back into in-person learning. We know that that's the best way for them uh, to achieve, uh, you know, and, and a lot of kids need that. We also know that we have a lot of kids that are doing quite well in remote. So um, what we discussed last night at the board meeting was preliminary. Um, and as I stated at the board meeting, we want to come back to the table with the uh, teachers union and impact bargaining and uh, prepare to see what it might look like to bring our hybrid students back more often towards the end of the year uh, for that important boost as we go into the summer months. So what's the current schedule now? Is it still like two days on, two, three days off type thing? Uh, yes, we have um, two days a week for hybrid uh, that they go, and then the other two days they're asynchronous or Zooming in with their teacher, uh, depending on the, the teacher's preference. And then our students that are remote are going, you know, also on a similar schedule, many of them are going four days a week with their remote teacher with what, asynchronous Mondays. What are you hearing from the parents? I know that uh, there had previously been some um, uh, polling done, uh, kind of asking, you know, hey, parents, how, how do you want your kids to learn hybrid or remote or fully in person? And I see that uh, other We're districts... about uh, 44% of our students are in hybrid. Well, and as far as what the parents want, because I know that other districts are continuing to kind of, you know, poll their, their parents to see uh, where they stand on that. And I know the district did that uh, months ago as well, leading into, you know, when school is coming back in August. Uh, are you continuing to gauge that uh, that demand, so to speak? Well, we did. We certainly did at the semester and we changed around, you know, a lot of student schedules and, and you know, and that was disruptive in its own right. Um, and, and we understand that. Uh, but it's in our quest to do what's best for students as we move forward um, and, and making sure that we give every student who wants that opportunity to be hybrid, to have that have that chance. However, at this point in time, we don't want to switch anybody's um, operation. If they'd already chosen hybrid, they'll continue hybrid. 
um, throughout the rest of the school year. If they'd already chosen remote, they'll stay that way. We're just looking to bring the students back into the school buildings um, four days a week now that we have these new guidance that we can be closer in distance uh, in the classroom. Superintendent Jennifer Gill with Springfield District 186 joining us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed, 715 now. Uh, and again, those uh, those new guidelines being implemented in Springfield schools. Uh, and we'll see uh, you know just how that plays with uh, uh, increasing the number of students in class. Uh, we do want to talk about this data dashboard that you guys put together. But real quick, sports, uh, football starting back up here soon. Yeah. Uh, basketball had uh, had games, no tournaments, though. And I think that's got some people uh, a little sad but uh hey oh yeah it's all sad but how do you cram in all of your sports into one semester so we've done a pretty good job of getting everybody a chance to um have some of those opportunities with their sports but right we're gearing up for uh the end of indoor sports and starting our kind of you know winter spring sports which now include football that's wild (laughs) i know it seems weird (laughs) but we're excited i you know on the football front have been out well, on the football yeah, front, though, what does that mean? What does that mean for the fall? Is there going to be? I mean, they're just going like... to. I really, you know, I can't. I wish I could predict. I I would have predicted that we would have had to have stayed status quo for the rest of the school year because of social distancing, and then the document came out right, last week. Right, so yeah. I don't make any comments um, and and do any prediction anymore because it Understood. just you know <laughs> opens this, back up. But after this past really twelve months, hope. right. Yeah, I hope that school and sports are back to some semblance of normal, knowing that we'll still have to uh, have mitigation strategies, I'm sure, like, uh, you know, symptom trackers and making sure that we're continuing to, um, you know, do the right mitigations that we need to during the school school day with masks, but hopefully be back to school in a more normal fashion in the fall. We we've talked uh, just you know briefly on on teachers uh, and and their uh, options of of remotely teaching or being in person. Uh, what about the vaccines? Do you know like a percentage of of teachers who've gotten the vaccine? Is that something you guys right? Gather? So it's that's personal medical information. So it's really up to the individual teacher to disclose that. I did a survey last week. And we had well over 800 that had already received their first or had gotten their second or hopefully, you know, someone got the Johnson & Johnson uh, last week. So things are really moving quite quickly for us. We have uh, numerous opportunities. Um, lately, we've been partnering with the uh, Memorial Medical Center. I uh, kind of have their shot saver program. So if they have shots at the end of the day, our teachers get a call immediately. We've worked, we've had teachers go to the Orr Building and many of the Sangamon County sites, but they actually did in-district in clinics. Uh, last week, and we're continuing that um, this Wednesday and then again towards the end of the month. So, you know, we're really, really working hard to get as many employees, not just teachers, but employees across the district vaccinated if they wish to. Well, and you said uh, 800 um, teachers and staff. uh, Out of how many? Um, You know, we have about roughly around 2,200 employees, but that was just teachers that I was mentioning gotcha, right there gotcha. and, and that filled out the survey. So we're getting close. Uh, we're working to go kind of school by school to see if people will disclose um, so that we can really figure out what that true number is. But it's kind of also a moving target. It changes every day. If somebody gets the appointment, they may have yesterday said, no, I didn't, but they got an appointment today. So we're working hard and it's, it's uh, something that, you know, our teachers are very dedicated to going and getting. 
Springfield District 186 Superintendent Jennifer Gill with us on the WMAY Morning News Feed. And finally here, let's talk about this uh, dashboard that you guys have created. Yeah. Uh, give parents and the public a uh, sense of uh, what kind of numbers you guys are looking right. at. Right. Well, we were, we've been reporting each, each week, and that was kind of where we were with our capability without building a data system. So we, we had um, a blessing uh, that came from the city of Springfield. They applied for a data tracking um, grant with the Bloomberg Harvard initiative. It's called Data Track Initiative, and they received that grant, and they turned it over and worked with us in partnership to create a dashboard that we can put on our main website that really will give you real-time information each day. The data will be uploaded about 5 o'clock. We enter in any cases that we have, any quarantines or symptoms uh, that we have to send home for, and then all of that data will be live each day by school, so you can drill down and really see you know, where, where the positive cases are. Um, also, you'll see a data trend over time with the district for staff and students about where we've had our, our, our spikes, where we've had our drop. But overall, right now, the data is trending in a very good direction. Um, and so it's kind of interesting to follow and watch, and that will be up there uh, for families to see. It's really informational only. Um, if we change any of our district policies or procedures around you know, COVID-19, we'll communicate directly. If a child's been in contact, we'll communicate uh, directly to the family. But this is just a data tracker, so the community can actually follow along, too, with what we're facing. Well, and one last thing here. Uh, Graduation is going to be here before we know it. Uh, I, can't, I mean, it's already, you know, the, we're on the, the second half of March, for crying out loud. So uh, yeah. what, what are the plans? What are you guys uh, discussing? You know, we, we, we are at the table discussing all the details. We want to give our seniors um, as much as they can to look forward to. And so we have been, you know, watching the actually that guidance last week changed things yet again. You know, we can have much more capacity inside our outdoor um, stadium. So we're going to look and see, you know, what, what might be possible. We'll continue to talk with the convention center and see what might be possible. Um, so we are just day to day on making sure we understand the guidelines and the things that are in place in our community so that we can have um, something somewhat normal of a graduation for our seniors this year. Superintendent Jennifer Gill from Springfield District 186, greatly appreciate you taking the time with us this morning. Uh, and uh, we'll definitely talk again in the near future. All right. Best of luck out yeah, there. Yeah, thanks, Greg. I appreciate it.